0: There we go. We are back again for another brand new episode and a fantastic conversation with a brand new guest on the beautiful Mind Game podcast today. Um, Realistically speaking, this is one that I haven't really been introduced to because Millie said this one will be a surprise for for myself for Hamster Bay. So I'm looking forward to seeing who we have in store, who we're going to be learning from today and what really we can take apart from our our brand new guest today. So Millie, thank you very much for um, bringing this guest onto our podcast. How are you? And Please explain why we have such a fantastic guest that you wouldn't really tell me much about, so I can learn on the podcast um, today.
1: Ham's now's the time. Now's the time. We're ready for it. Um, no, but I'm great. I'm wonderful today, and really excited for this guest as well. Like she's got so much to tell, and I just can't wait to hear it. Again, another person to learn off. Like we're going to learn so much already. I know. To be honest, all we do is learn things on this podcast. We talk. We talk about food. And we learn off great people as well. So it's brilliant, brilliant to be back on. And I am really looking forward to it.
0: And who, what's the name of this person that we've got today, Millie? Who have we got? Oh, so,
1: this person, I'm really glad I get to introduce this person, actually. You have, to try, have... You have
0: to try and beat my overhyping of, of introductions like I've done last time. So I, you need the biggest hype possible for
2: this one because this is going to be good.
1: <laughs> I'm going to start with the name. We have Yasmin Hussein on the podcast. Yasmin, how are you today? I'm good, thank you very much. Yep. And you are a football coach, but you're not only a football coach, are you? You are so much more than that. So yeah. what I've got down here is the bare minimum. I've got that you're the head coach of Fremford FC and the MSA. You are a London FA Council Committee member, if I've got that right. And yeah. you are going to be a baton bearer for the 2022 Commonwealth Games. Now, that alone is unbelievable like incredible so many things going on so what I want to know from you to begin with wait did you say that
0: was the bare minimum
1: exactly that's exactly. the bare minimum
0: that's the bare minimum of, of Yasmin's portfolio that's that's ridiculous unbelievable Yasmin's minimum Yasmin's minimum is like some people's maximums over their lifetime as well so that's crazy to hear as well
1: that's a, that's no. a great
0: intro really nicely done
1: Brilliant stuff. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) No. Um, Yasmin, I want to know a little bit. So you're a football coach, right? Yeah. We're going to go straight into it. How long have you been coaching for? Uh, Just gone over four years. I've been coaching for four years, yeah. So you've been coaching for four years. And how come you've been coaching for four years? Take me right back. Did you always have an interest in football? Don't know. Did you play football when you was younger? Take me right back to you growing up football and your situation how it all came about really
2: Okay, so I used to love football. Football was a big part of me growing up. I grew up in a household for the football fans, Man United fans. My dad was, you know, loved United. Always had it on TV. Um, I enjoyed playing it. I used to always play it um, at the time. Um, didn't there was the girls weren't interested in playing it, so I used to play with my brothers and his friends, um, which was all right. They accepted me. Always played with them. It was something I'd come out from school, run across, you know, outside the field, and we just played for hours. Uh, got to the age of 13 and my dad said, look, you're surrounded by all boys. There's not even one girl. You know, I don't feel comfortable in, you know, you being in that environment. And I was really upset. He said, look, your aunties are talking. Everyone's used to get comments like, oh, you've got three sons, not two. You know, she's a boy and things like that. And it got to me at a point and my dad said, OK, that's fine. You can carry on playing if you can find um, in a woman's environment or a female coach um, that didn't happen uh, so I mean he said to me if you can find it you can carry on at the time there was no google or anything and it was just basically word of mouth and I didn't hear I don't know any about any clubs or anything my school didn't offer it um, anything so I kind of gave it up uh, it was a big part of me It gave me so much joy I felt that something was missing um, so at the age of 33 I was looking back into giving back you know finding something that gave me joy and it's just football, so I said, you know what, I'm going to go back into it and look for um, football around my area. When I came across an FA Level One coaching course and was advertising for one more space available, it was a specially course de- um, de- designed to get more um, South Asian and women from Muslim backgrounds. It was a tailored course done by the Essex FA and Muslim Sports Association. So I sent a message and said, you know, I really want to get into um, do this course. Is the space still available? And she replied back and said, yeah, and I knew I needed to do this. So I said to my husband, I want to do this course and I want to make a difference. You know, um, the reason I couldn't play, there was no female coaches and still so many years later, that's still the case now. And it's one of the barriers in our community to get, you know, girls aren't able to play because the coach is male. Um, So I said, I'm going to do this qualification, but I don't want to just do it to look good in a CV. I want to do, you know, use it and go all the way if you support me I'll do it and he goes no I can see you doing it you're a football fan you know you love football just go for it so I had his backing applied for it and yeah four years later um coaching at nine sessions a week um, doing I do some work with the FA and I'm an FA community champion I go around clubs helping recruitment of female coaches and supporting them in their journey into coaching so far I've had 32 um, coaches um, new coaches in the last what six months um, most of them uh, 16 of them are my players who are now coaching their communities uh, I've helped another club in Croydon so I go around helping um, trying to find coaches coaches I also work good schools um, let's go play campaign trying to break the stereotypes and encourage schools to offer them into schools, football to school. So I support teachers doing football sessions um, and then we have a pathway to come to our club and since then our club's grown massively. We have over 60 girls turning up on a Monday night and from the South Asian community and it's a very diverse club and we have so many girls coming as well so it's a brilliant.
1: That's unbelievable, that's incredible. So from 13 years old you kind of Left football. You wasn't actively involved in football, in playing or coaching, for twenty years, right? Yeah, something like that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, really, something comes up.
2: How did you find that course, by the way? Well, it was yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a it was a it was a a tailored course, so it was what it was. They broke it over a few weekends. And it wasn't, you know, one of your intents over um two or three days where you have to be from nine o'clock to you know six o'clock. It was just a couple of hours, but over each more weekends, um, which suit me. It was they had it in a mosque as well, which meant that if you needed to do a prayer, if you want to stop a prayer, you can do so. It took a lot of things. So I think that did encourage a lot of Muslims to come through to do the course. Um, but and it, had, it was led by a female coach. So normally they were delivered by males or it could be a female, depending, but this one was Taylor so it was a female delivering the course. So yeah, I found it very good, yeah.
1: Brilliant. So you found it and you actually went to do it. I mean, that's a massive thing in itself, right? After spending 20 years out of it, the fact that you actually went to go and do this course after so long is incredible. Like, I think we forget that bit. The fact that you had the confidence and the belief to not only do this course, like you said, not just for the CV, Mm -hmm. but to change other people's lives. And that is incredible like incredible and in such a short time in four years look at how much has been done before
0: before we go before we go on to that I just wanted to ask you how important was it that you got your husband's support and his full backing before we actually got to that stage as well because what would have happened for argument's sake if he was kind of like your dad he was like oh I'm not really comfortable with you doing this it may not be right for you as well because that from what I've just heard from there, that's kind of was the make or break point. It could have gone one way, or it could have been another way. And we may not be having this conversation. And all the people you've affected in the last four years, from what I've seen, has come from yourself and your husband as well. Would you agree, or was that something that your husband was like, "Oh, you know what? You're really good at what you want to do. Go for it in whatever aspect, not just in football." I
2: think I think it's important to get the backing. Yeah, especially um, I mean, in our relationship. He he knows what I need to do, and I've you know he made a lot of sacrifices for me to do that. So when I when I qualified, it wasn't a paid role. For three years, I volunteered for MSA, and I didn't get paid for it. And and my my daughter was young at the time, so he had to take a day off for for he has his own business. He had to take a day off to cover me, so I can one play football. So I told him that you know I can't just be coaching. I want to be able to play as well. So I was playing football and then I was doing coaching football. So I took took days, two, took extra two days off and then it took a day off for the family. So it was in, taking up three days unpaid and it was a loss for him. But he he knew that, you know, if you really want to do any mix, he said he saw a big difference in the relationship, in a family, it brought a lot of cause I was feeling more happy. know because my parents are in Manchester I had no friends here I was so I joined football more of this giving me joy a bit more of the social element I was coming home more happier you know and he was saying it was something good to see around the house and you know he's always encouraged me and sometimes when i have been down this isn't for me or you know he's always you know supporting me and said no you know you need to do this and he reminds me why I did it in the first place and you know he goes we've got two daughters ourselves and he said look to get you know that's been a barrier no matter what, is still a barrier and it's not only the. Is a children's my, my daughter did karate and her um, and I'm more modern I'm like yeah that's fine you could the males you know it's a male coach that's not a problem but she felt uncomfortable she goes but he's a man you know she was getting body conscious she you know and she didn't want to so it's so many girls prefer the female coach just you know so I think it was important that he backed me I mean if he didn't support me then I don't think I would have done it because it, it, I would have had to give it up because it'll be in a time where you have to choose your family um, or your you know your, um, your what you want to do as a career and you know, help people and you know it's one of those difficult situations but at the end of the family is important.
0: Yeah definitely because mm-hmm. it's kind of relating I'm relating it more to uh, me as well like with my wife as well she's supported me in my football coaching journey as well and Um, it's worked so far for the first year and she's helped me my football scouting journey as well which has also helped the last two years and just this week I got um, recognized from uh, as a university coach for next year coming up as well so I'll be coaching a university team or assistant coaching and because of the fact that my wife allowed me to spend some of our free time that we would both have instead of spending it together spending it coaching or scouting and spending some time going again volunteering my own personal time to make sure that I'm at that necessary level, the, the basic minimum level of, of a good coach. And fortunately, it's been recognized by by other people, which is great. But it wouldn't have happened if my wife would, would have been like, oh, no, I wouldn't be comfortable with you doing this in your spare time. And it wasn't something that I had to force on myself. It's the fact we really did discuss and we really did appreciate how well it's worked. And um, for me to tell her today as well, because I've only got the news today as well, that, that um, she was really over the moon. She was really happy. And it just goes to show that other people's sacrifices benefits yourself and your own self-development as well so I really related to um, yourself in that way Yasmin how you just explained that with you and your husband same with me and my wife as well so really really appreciate you telling your story from that point of view as well so thank you very much.
1: Yasmin I've got another question for you yeah you know when you first started out with your coaching journey so after 20 years being out of active coaching active playing You first qualified as the coach and you went to your very first coaching session. After all that time, you know, you've wanted to be involved with football. You are finally there in the moment coaching at that first session. How was that session for you?
2: I was going to cry. It was awful. I walked in there. Oh, my days. it, (laughs) it It was a group of, I think it was under 10 boys yeah they've probably never seen a female coach they've never seen an asian and they've never seen a hijabi so three yeah walking was it in was it tears I,
0: of joy or tears of fear which one was oh, it because yeah, oh, no.
2: oh, they were look and the thing is i don't blame them because i had no knowledge i'm just a, am just a person that enjoyed football and used to play on the streets so i've not been coached every in my life so i'm not i don't know the real techniques i don't even know the terminology for it Put in the put point gone to my first session and I thought wow and then I was supporting another coach and um he was saying okay they think they were doing some dribblings and I didn't know different parts of the foot and they were saying use different parts of your name the different parts of the foot and I have just oh, wait what, what are the proper names and I was just getting nervous and you can just tell that the parents and the fathers are just looking at me and I, I think it just made me more nervous and at the end of the session I thought do you know what have I made the right choice because there was no there was no females at the session there was no girls there was nothing and the club had nothing for girls so it was just like wait I want to do this for girls and there is no girls or there's no demand for it. Ha, is this something that's going to work is you know doing this for who is there's no you know so I was thinking oh god it's not boys is not what I really want to do um but I think at the end um for Neil Lattell, who is at Framford, um he came to me at the end of the session and he goes, okay, I'm going to get you ready for your level two. This on my first day, this conversation, I had, am going to get you ready for your level two. Um, and next week uh, you're happy to leave the session. I was like, and then I thought, okay. And I, I didn't know how to say no to, and I looked at him and I thought, okay, because I wasn't, it wasn't a permanent role for me. It was, I was covering someone else that was doing a level uh, another coaching course. So I only had like four sessions with them. And I thought, wait, someone has confidence in me after seeing me do nothing there must be something you know there so um I think and then I think that conversation I had with him gave me this new confidence and I thought I went to the following session and um with a bit more confidence and I copied exactly what he did the first session delivered the same session (laughs) tried Mm. to make notes of the words he used and just delivered it and I think it gave me so much more confidence and I think I need I needed that I needed someone to, you know, because he was talking. I was like, I've done nothing, just turned around. He's talking to, you know, put me on a level two when I want to. really he's saying, you know, if you want to progress to level two, we will fund you, we will do that for you. I was like, wow, someone, you know, has confidence in me, you know, more than I have confidence in myself. And, you know, and then it got easier. But the first one did feel intimidated at first when, you know, the parents were looking. And if you think about it now, I do it the same, I'm at the same club. And now the parents don't look at me and we've got a male and a female coach. I'm with another, another male, but they, all the kids come to me now. It's like coach, 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 and you know, because mm-hmm. I'm the head coach, you know, and it's because I'm there early. So I'm setting up early. I have a bit of relationship with them. They always approach me now. So it, it, it doesn't matter in my head. It's not about I'm a female coach and he's a male and they're going to go to him they come to me and it's so great you know that feeling is really great from the first day I felt oh god you know there's a male coach then there's a female they're all going up to the male coach because he knows better and it's you know but that has changed over three years and it's just really great to see you know be part of that change.
0: It feels like an absolute joy coaching or being coached by you as well I'd, I'd imagine as well um, <laughs> Yasmin but realistically speaking like from, from our conversation already you seem like a really bubbly energetic lively person which is fantastic but how, how was it when you were going through the motions of becoming back to being a regular coach or starting your journey into becoming a regular coach? You mentioned it was a bit nervous from the first and second session or so, but what did you kind of do to develop yourself within your own time to become a better coach um, moving forward as well? Because I'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners, whether they're coaches or not, if they want to develop a new skill, a new hobby, for example, after listening to this podcast, what can they kind of do that, that you did that they can relate to in terms of how could, they can develop themselves better did you do more research did you watch more coaches sessions how did it kind of work for you
2: I think I think one of the main reasons or main things is I have a lot of passion and I really want to make a change and you know I'll go the extra mile if I have to I read the extra books you know I'll, I'll question something I'm not afraid to question you know why is it like that I think um it's been four, what, four years, and I'm only going to my level two now. And I've never done it before, because I kept thinking, am I ready? Am I ready? I want, I want to be felt, I didn't feel I was ready until now. And, you know, you need a lot of confidence, I want to deliver properly, I want to, I want to be able to do it. So within them four years, all I did is research, you know, watch other coaches. Um, And I'm quite fortunate, quite lucky that I've got FA have been supporting me and there's a lot a lot of support so if there is anyone looking into coaching reach out because you know what they give they give they're actually genuinely people that want to help you and I've been really lucky I've got two mentors just mentoring me from my level two yeah so they give me they come to my sessions and they'll give me feedback and that was, was not available last year or the year before. But now it is. And I I'm. I think it's a perfect time for me. It's given me new confidence and it's made me a better coach as well. And I'm always trying to read and, you know, researching, going to where I can, you know, watching. I always watch the games, but, you know, I watch it in a different way now to before. Now it's like, oh, would I have done this or I would have done that or wrong. So, you know, but it's a bit more, you know, taking interest, but definitely just, just research and keep reading and just try and get more knowledge from if it's a, Another coach, or if it's your boss, or you know, always joining in podcasts and listening to podcasts as well. You know, you learn a lot from people, so I think definitely, you know finding out where these things are and you know follow these you know the beautiful i am definitely been following this one now and listen oh, no. to it
0: more pressure that's
2: what we like to hear I was
0: like yeah great this is good this is good stuff and she, I was gonna, she's gonna gonna expect more from us now as well um Yasmin <laughs> Las, you killing us <laughs> no, no, right I'm sure this
2: is a brilliant a brilliant one and you know and I'm sure you'll have lots of guests and you genuine normal real people and that's what you want to hear from you know that's been on these journeys you never know if even if it just inspires one person you know that's more than enough because that one person will go and inspire more and it's brilliant i think well done to you too just, just just smiling because that's his motto <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is it, it, it's my motto it, it's honestly my motto it's like you've been listening <laughs> to our previous episodes as well even the episodes we haven't even released yet as well Yasmin but you've been like so you've like hacked our our devices to see what we've been talking about as well Yasmin, you're full of surprises you are. This is crazy. (laughs) Oh, no. Millie. I don't know how she did that. That was crazy. But literally, (laughs) we we talk about two things a lot on every podcast. We talk about improving yourself, even the 1%, which you basically just spell out for us. And we talked about even just inspiring the one person because that one person can inspire hundreds just from your own words as well. Ridiculous, Yasmin, how this is so similar to what we talk about as well. But nicely done as well, Yasmin, because I wanted to know (laughs) a bit more about um, just, a, just a bit more uh, general conversation really in terms of how you kind of go as a football fan and as a football coach because with me nowadays when I go to football games I'll sometimes try and go a bit earlier because I can see what the coaches are coaching the players before in their warm-up how they warm up like you mentioned as well how they set a the team up as well and fortunately for me I can watch a game as a coach now as well as just as a fan but because I'm a Man United fan I'm normally there like <laughs> lose, I, I'm, I'm normally just there like just like shouting and screaming the whole time like these like, just don't know how to play this is not this is not what I'd be doing just this that and the other so I, I can relate in that kind of way as well but Millie I just wanted to ask you from your point of view just relating to what Yasmin said in terms of kind of spending your own kind of personal time developing your own self as well and obviously you're, you're back to playing football in England how have you kind of learned from yourself Millie that you can do things a bit better just like with Yasmin in terms of spending time away from football, but still kind of developing yourself in your own personal time as well. Can you kind of relate to what Yasmin said in in that respect?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that um, self-development is the best thing we can do for ourselves. And I think that it's, sometimes it's overlooked. Now it's getting more popular and more people know about it and push it a lot more. But I think for me personally, it's a whole journey. I've been on a journey for years now. Um, And it started with, it started with something small, like reading a book. I think it was all inspired from reading one book. I mean, it's incredible that you can completely like evolve and change your mindset from one book. And then I read another book and then I went to listen to podcasts because I never used to listen to podcasts before. And over the last like two, three, four years, I've started to listen to podcasts, read different books um, yeah, watch things analyze myself when I play and just like Yasmin said do the one percent to get me to where I need to be in the future and I think an interesting very interesting point which I wanted to mention Yasmin is that you said you had two mentors is that right yeah so I think that I don't know how I was going to ask you how do you think Do you think it's important to have a mentor in life, to have someone there to guide you, to educate you in a way? Do you think it's something that we all need and it is important?
2: Definitely. Um, I mean, when I started uh, three, is it three years ago, four years ago, I didn't have a mentor, but I was really lucky that I had... um, my club, Neil Opta, who is still working with me, who is one of my mentors now. He's actually now an FA qualified mentor. And so I have another one as well, who actually helps me with the UAVC. So I have two mentors helping me in different parts. So I've asked them what I need support on. And I think it's really important because at one point I, I did feel like, where am I gonna be, what I'm gonna do? I can't do this on my own. I needed the support and, you know, I was reading books but I was reading the wrong books you know I was doing and uh, you know you don't you're not sure I wasn't sure if I was doing the correct ones and overthinking sometimes my mentor was saying so why didn't you go for your level two and I said I I didn't think I was ready but she goes but that's what the level two is there for to get you ready and in my head it's always like I've never been ready every time anyone told me to do I delayed it. A lot of people are doing just complete their level one and doing it within what three, four, you know, and for the next one. I waited three years to do it just because I kept saying to myself, "Are you ready?" And she, she did say to me, "But that's what we're here for." And sometimes you kind of overthink things, and you just need to have that someone just guide you and tell you, you know, because I overthink things all the time. Like, "Am I ready?" Or this and that. And she said, "Look, I've come to your session. Your kid, the girl, you know, the girls are having so much fun. You're smiling. Yeah." You know, I didn't come in one week and say, where were you? Where were you? Missed you and stuff. And she said, that's what it's about, you know, and making a difference to these girls. You overthink about having to have this session plan and happy. You have to be enjoying themselves, They're having football. Every child has touched the ball. You know, they're going home happy. You're doing a good job. And sometimes you need someone to tell you that. And, you know, mentors and stuff are good at, you know, giving you good feedback as well as giving you things that you need to hear to improve as well. I think I think it's definitely needed. I think if people don't have a mentor, there's so many people just reach out, you know, a lot of people are there just waiting to, you know, support you and they're just sitting there. Like I've just got loads of girls and um, mentors, you know, I've just in my club, I was just saying, she's a good coach but she doesn't have a mentor you know she will benefit from them and I'm just trying to find anyone that needs a support and giving them the, you know finding the support for them and I think I'm sure they'll benefit from because I definitely am benefiting from
1: it 100% yeah I was honestly completely unfamiliar with that area until a couple of weeks ago like literally a couple of weeks ago I spoke to a mentor I got talking to one of them and to be honest with you Hams doesn't know this either. But to be honest with you I, I thought she
0: meant me. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> she you referring to me as a mentor. I was like, that's crazy. Hans bit. is my
1: podcast mentor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, this mentor is nothing to do with sport, the one I have right now. She helps me with all media and technology and things like that because I am not very good at it, as our listeners will know. Uh, yeah, so I need help in that area. But a mentor can be in all different departments, and anyone can have one. And I think personally, after like being in contact with this person, this mentor, it's helped me progress massively, even after the first conversation with them. It's just someone, like we said, to give, a, give you a little bit of support. And that's the main thing. Yeah, a little bit of knowledge as well. But it's that support yeah. from someone to be able to say, yeah, you can go and do this. Yeah, this might be a good option for you. And yeah, I think it's one of the best things for your own self-development. Come back to that. I'm, really a bit, so, I'm,
0: yeah. I'm a bit cheesy in that way and I say everyone's a mentor to me because how, how I explain it and Midi will know as well is the fact that you can learn so much from so many different people why rely on one person to tell you everything like for example with my parents they'll, t- they'll tell me things about me that I'll, I'll not know about myself that they know about me just like that if I'm talking to my brother or my sister and they're talking to me about things that they've learned from their life experiences from their educational experiences as well they'll know a lot more about me at certain things and vice versa as well. But it's even the little things like, it, um, uh, even with my mum, she was telling me about how she was really patient with us as children, which I can then take into ways of coaching. When I'm coaching like the, the younger group, the under sevens, at w- one of my coaching sessions that I do, I know that they're not going to be playing like Iniesta and Xavi straight away. They're there to have fun. So it's just about having patience, rolling with it, adapting with it as well. And, it works really well when you're learning from different coaches, you'll learn from different family members as well. And people forget that, that you've got a lot of family and friends who you may may agree or disagree with a lot of things, but they are there to teach you at the end of the day, whether they want to or not. They are teaching you about certain things. And even people that aren't in your life at the moment, um, they've, they've probably taught you some lessons over the last period of time that, that you may have known them before as well. And I've always really believed that because you may not see someone, but you remember what how they make you feel and, and what they've actually taught you. From being in their presence or their lack of presence that they've had in your life as well, and I think it really, it really shines through with Yasmin. I think, Millie, in terms of the fact that when she is missing for one session, the kids are literally craving for it. Like, where's Yasmin? Like, literally, you need, we need Yasmin to be <laughs> coaching it. us back again because you're such yeah, a yeah, presence, yeah. which is, which is, a, which is a thing, Yasmin, which is great to yeah. hear.
2: Yeah, i was saying you're my mentor now because I've just learned that you, anyone can be a mentor. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: we've got, we've got so much pressure on us now, Millie. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
2: you become I'm a mentor now. I've just learned that. A mentor can be anyone where you learn from, isn't it? I think that'll be a
0: good title for the podcast as well. <laughs> really, be a, be a it, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can be a mentor. Feature in Yasmin Hussein, it would be fantastic. <laughs> really, really good. Um, but look, no, I, Yasmin, I want to be a bit of a, a bit of a fan at the moment as well because Millie did say at the beginning of the podcast you are going to be a Baton bearer for the Commonwealth Games. I mean, yes. I mean, you need to describe to us how that felt, how that came about, and realistically speaking. Are you ready to become a baton bearer? Because I, I saw the 2012 one um, years ago when it was in London as well. And I thought it was quite cool to see someone just carrying that around locally. But how did that come about? Um, are you excited for it? And are you ready for it?
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I was nominated by Yashmin Haroon, who is the MSA, um, who I did actually my coaching qualifications through that organisation. So she nominated me for the work I'm doing, um, growing uh, football. Um, I mean, when we first started, um, I I couldn't get five girls to play football. We were indoor football session and it was a nightmare. And the aim was to get the girls. We had over 20 girls turning up an indoor Friday session. We wanted to play competitive outdoor football. Now getting these girls was so hard, months and months of trying to get them to play. And then we finally got courage with five girls to play and we went to Super 5 Women's League. And, and we played there and it was an amazing Experience we were so welcoming because I mean a lot of the girls had the fear are, are we good enough are they are we going to be accepted with Muslims with hijabis no one seen anyone like us what's what you know how would we how would they welcome would be welcomed so a lot of a lot of things we were thinking of them um, but we we got together. Uh, did an amazing experience. We shared our experience with the other players, and then suddenly just scrolled. Everyone wanted to join the team, you know. And then from managing, you know, just about getting five. Now we have uh, three teams playing the Super Five League, and we so and we also have a waiting list. We in a side team, and just brilliant. And you know, the growth has been phenomenal. If, if, if you turn up to the sessions, it's buzzing on a Monday night. I, I coach from two-year-olds, uh, do every single age group, under sevens, under eights, under nines, under tens, all the way to ladies. And yeah, it's amazing. And I think with the work I do with the um, South Asian community, I've gone to Croydon to to help another club um, who were doing, who have got boys playing football, and they've got the girls but they haven't got the female coaches so what i did um did a partnership with the fa we went and recruited i shared my story with them told them um about the journey of our club at fremford msa and trying to inspire them so that these are the mothers and now they've become coaches and now they've got a girls session delivering the, i've got five active coaches now delivering girls so that club has now got a girl set up for their, for their girls we've got female coaches. Uh, so I think that was the main work I'm doing, and just supporting coaches um, going into schools. Um, I was also won the BT Sports Award um, live on TV. Um, what? Just for, yeah. what, what
0: What's this? You have to you have to break this down for me. You got an award from BT Sport, was it? We got nominated.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, Women Action Award hmm. uh, live on TV. So this was um, a first ever award called the Community Award. So it was given to someone in the community doing something in football, and it was uh, FA nominated me on behalf of London. So we had um, FA uh, nominated someone on behalf of Scotland and one from Ireland. So it's a, it was a national award and living, uh, live on TV uh, won the award. So um, that was amazing experience. Um, yeah, so mainly for the work I'm doing to help underrepresented communities and you know football and just going into schools and. Uh, I think that also had a part in it. So everything together, I think, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was amazing feeling when I found out. And then it's, I think it was 8,000 applications. And then from the 8,000, nine got chosen for the unveiling. And I was one of the nine. So I was like, Wow. <laughs> Amazing. And I've been like the last few weeks, I've been on Sky Sports News, um, ITV London, and loads of press release, Tower 5, and oh, the beautiful impact. mind
0: game podcast as well. Yeah,
2: that is, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And it's wow. just amazing, uh, just an amazing journey at the moment. I'm just trying to enjoy every moment of it. And you know, like I say, um uh, if I can inspire someone with my stories and you know, being on the news channels or you know, big platform. Hopefully people get inspired and you know, you get more coaches through or anything, any sports, whatever they want to do. you, you can, I mean, Hopefully, I can show them anything is possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really looking forward to it now. It's on the fifth, and am I ready? Um, I'm, I'm not ready. I don't know how far I need to go. I don't know what how to hold it. God, it, it, it is gonna be interesting. I'm still waiting to find out actually my roots. Um, so um, I don't know the distance, I don't know where I'm starting from. So once I found that out, I think. I'll feel a bit more ease knowing the length of stuff. So yeah. Is that I mean, the it... 5th of June? Yeah, 5th of June. Yeah, on Incredible. Sunday, 5th of June. Do you yeah. know how heavy it is, Yasmin? I know it's very heavy because it's got an inbuilt camera. It's got it's a sort of very, very state of the art sort of thing. It it monitors oh, wow. the um air and your heartbeat and it's got 360 camera. So yeah, it's it's very interesting to know it's oh. gonna be heavy. <laughs>
1: Very advanced technology,
0: there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, brilliant. I'm still, I'm still shocked by the fact that she's like, oh yeah, I'm not even sure if I'm ready. I feel like if you were to walk the whole way, the whole of the community would just support you. They'd be like, oh yeah, it's Yasmin. and you'd be like high fiving everyone on the side. You yes. really enjoying everyone like chanting your name and stuff like that as well the family will turn out your friends and your coaches your fellow coaches and your kids could turn out as well wherever you're yeah. going that would be really cool as well that's
2: hopefully that's the plan i've got people are saying yeah my daughter's saying mom i'm gonna make you a poster i said yeah making me a poster no. so yeah that, that, <laughs> so uh, it,
1: yeah
2: i'm looking forward to it that's brilliant to
0: hear and it's, it's, it's crazy to hear how it's literally all of this has just come across because of like we go back to the beginning of the podcast because of that urge of really going back into football and really wanting to make a difference and not really because of um, any exterior motives it's just the fact you wanted to change that one person's life you wanted to change your uh, process after not being involved in the game for 20 years as well and it's something that a plethora of people have been involved in you um developing yourself but you've developed so many other people as well which is crazy and you mentioned that you're just part of different media outlets sky sports and being interviewed by itv and stuff like that as well if you could name three of the things for us that you've really been shocked by or you've been surprised by your journey like for example going on sky sports or working with adidas for example being on different tv stations what are the three things on a personal level that you thought, you know what, I never thought it'd get this big, or I'd be able to do this for myself. What would the three things be um, for yourself, Yasmin? And why? I
2: um, think one of the first things I would say would be playing in Stamford Bridge uh, Super 5 um, tournament, night tournament. What? You've also played in Stamford Bridge as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that definitely and this is one of our awful <laughs> <our> footballer beginners <laughs> our, our beginners level, but I played with some really good players and oh, we made it to final. We made it this final as underdogs as well. And for um, I think the winners got to uh where the um the finalists got to where the lioness kits, which weren't um for the it was not released at the time. Yeah. But, and it was Home and away kits, and we got to the final on penalties, and we went there. And as I said, we were the underdogs, and we had the whole stadium chanting our team's name. It was one of those things that I'll never forget. We had like wow, everyone, you know, there's two teams, and everyone just shouting our name because you know, and it it meant so much because one, as like I said, when we started, we thought we weren't going to be ex- expected, you know, how we would be welcomed but what a such a great lead to play in. It was like. Football family and everyone chanting MSA, Fremford, MSA, you know. And it was just echoing around the stadium and uh, the whole feeling, and then going on to win it as well. It it was definitely up there with the highs, uh, you know, being able to, like I say, say say, I played at Stamford Bridge and then won it as well. Amazing experience. We went into the changing rooms and got to, you know, try Chelsea's changing rooms and go into. Did you have the halal
0: champagne as well to spray around? Like, yeah,
2: look, yeah, yeah yeah that's it No alcohol yeah. yeah. that's
0: what you needed
2: yeah that. but oh. it was amazing so I think that that was definitely up there um I think another one would I would say is like the bt one national TV live um you know that uh something I've never you know I only got the call a week before by um um Sharon which is she mentors me and I help her and um, so she mentored me she goes we've um I've Um, nominated you on behalf of the FFA and you've been shortlisted and a finalist so I didn't even you know a shortlist and finalist on the same day she told me so she goes you'll be live next week Um, hope you can make it I said what me (laughs) you know how so many people you can choose of the whole of the UK me, you know, and I, I couldn't think. Why not it. you? I, <laughs> Why not you?
0: After
2: that as well. Yeah, I was like, but you know, because for me, I don't. I, I mean, I know vi- being a visible role model is very important. I've seen how much it's worked because I've gone into schools and I've seen the girls after going into schools they join my club. Uh, you know, I have like yesterday, I had 32 um, girls come in, and what eight, I think uh, nine of them were just joined from school. I delivered a football session to, and you know, South Asian girls as well. So it really is important for them, and then giving them the opportunity and playing a part in that I, it is something, you know, one of my proudest achievements. And you know, so they can become the recognizing- next Mili
0: Chandarana as well. They can become the
2: next <laughs> inspiration. Oh, that, yeah, in definitely. Yeah, she's another inspiration. Definitely, you know, brilliant, and you know, um unfortunately i'm not as good or anything maybe i should maybe give me maybe have her over for a session you know when you're next in london that would be great for her to do a session for us for our girls maybe i'll hire you for a session (laughs) because we need need that isn't a visible role model and you're an amazing role model yourself and we just and the thing great thing about like being on bt and you know they need is just they're out there but people don't know they're out there so you know like yourself, having me on here, I'm sure a few people, that, you know, will now know about my journey or what we're offering and, you know, and hopefully I'm sharing your podcast and some of my followers will now, you know, listen to it. It's helping, supporting each other and showing that, you know, there is people out there doing this and that's what it's really about. So, yeah.
0: I explained it to Millie as it's like, you know, in X-Men, when Professor Rex and and Magneto are looking for all the young X-Men to start the X-Men, it's kind of like that with Millie and I, but Millie doesn't get the film references that I make, so it just goes over a head. So I'm like, whoever's listening, they may get the references. They may not get the references. But it's another one I can tell by Millie. She's like, no, I I didn't get that one at all. If you're listening
1: and you're like me, you will not get the references. But
0: if you like X-Men, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about as well, which is probably like four different people listening to it today. So it's all good. It's all good. Um, But no, Yasmin, what was number three on your list as well? We've had BT, we've had Stamford Bridge. I was just going to say to Millie as well. I'm really glad on a personal note that you didn't tell me who we had today because this is what it's like being on the other side of just having surprise after surprise after surprise for this as well. So Yasmin, what's number three on your list for um, great surprises since being back as a football coach? Um, number three, there's
2: so many to choose from. But um, one, like, um, like genuinely surprised. I would, I would say uh, I might just go for my local newspaper. The fact that it was the first ever piece of publicity I got. Yeah. And uh the, the person that wrote the it was Cash Boyle who wrote the Ill Food Recorder, she she wrote it so well that you know, one of the stories that you could you you're proud of. And you, she wrote in a way that I felt, do you know what? I couldn't have someone else better to write my journey. And it's it's up there, you know, and I sometimes look at it, I think it goes from, you know, it sees my journey in a positive light. And it was the first one I've ever done. And I think that was kind of what you, I don't know what you call it, a snowball effect where she did that. And then I shared it on Twitter and then someone else invited me over to their podcast. And then from the back of that, I ended up winning a few awards. I won a, a six county FA. Um, award. Wait, a they-
0: more awards before the DC <laughs> one
2: yeah so BT was just recently oh okay so you've
0: got multiple <laughs> you're a multiple award-winning uh,
2: just two, two other ones two other ones <laughs> but yeah but um that journey she did which made um I think is Islam channel who read the Ilford record and then contacted me to come on their channel and like I've been saying representation and sharing it, it was really important and that's journey she wrote on me made me you know gave me what you say more visibility in my journey Islam channel invited me over I think some um, channel S a Bangla channel um, a community channel invited me over and I think SXFA then knew the work I was doing and then I won award as well from them so um, I think that was a surprise um, you know but a, a happy surprise you know up there definitely and, and of oh, that was the first ever piece written and she wrote it when I had no you know no spotlight on me so I uh, appreciate that one
0: Mini. do we how can we respond to that because that's just I'm just filled with pride and we've only met an hour ago like 40 minutes ago it's just like it's just so great to see someone who's put such a hard sacrifice in their personal life in their business life as well to literally just volunteer their own time to become something that they've wanted to become for the last 20-25 years or so and it's just crazy to see the the rewards that you got from it as well Yasmin and I'm I'm not really stunned or shocked for words like I am now Milly. so Millie I'll, I'll leave this to you because <laughs> I'm, I'm literally just filled with pride and I'm 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 shocked because that was extraordinary Yasmin but Millie look, before I start babbling on I'll let you ask a professional question as well before
1: definitely no I was just I knew you would like it Hams I knew I knew like Yasmin honestly like your story is incredible and it can inspire so many people. You inspire your kids when you coach them, but you also inspire so many other people, for example, myself as well. And I think the most inspirational thing for me is the fact that, like I said in the beginning, you took, you had that confidence to go and take your passion, to go and do what you love doing. It was a leap of faith, is,
0: if anything, wasn't it?
1: Big definitely. Leap of faith. Definitely. That's the main thing for me, honestly, because I know there's so many people who are kind of hesitant in their own career. They don't really like it. They want to change, but they're hesitant to change or they're hesitant to try new things. Like I've faced that before. I am reluctant to try new things. I like them, but I don't think I'm good enough to do them or I've not been able to do them. And now she's hosting
0: the podcast. So it shows that change is good sometimes.
1: Change is very, very good. Very good. But I think that Yasmin definitely like it's just inspirational to see your journey in such a short space of time as well but also across all those years I mean it's incredible and I think that for your you coach boys and girls right (laughs) yeah for your younger kids your yeah your younger girls especially how important you kind of mentioned it before but how important is the fact that they have a women's coach how important are women's coaches or women's mentors women educators teachers for
2: young girls I think it's very important um and you know there's just a lack of it and we just it's definitely definitely really important um I mean even like uh, yesterday we did we did have a male coach alongside me and the girl so God, is something and I said it's only for support yeah so I think I don't know what it is, but I think they feel more intimidated or meal They have to work in a certain way. With me, they feel more relaxed sort of environment, and then as and then soon as a male coach, they feel like suddenly they're all serious, and it kind of takes the fun element off from it, and sort of thing. Once he goes there, more a bit more relaxed, and you know, I don't know why they do that because he's such a nice coach, but they just automatically just become all like suddenly, you know, like statues of or have to do more serious and. Make more errors because they they're doing it in a nervous way, and when I'm there, they're more relaxed and you know having fun, and I think you get more out of them when when they do it like that sort of thing. So I definitely think it is important. And the thing is, my club has grown so much, and. Not having, you know, I've recruited coaches and that's the work I'm doing. And as like I said, six of my players are now coaching alongside me just for the growth. And it's important. But there's so many other clubs that have reached out to me. um, A few clubs in Tower Hamlets have reached out to me saying we want the demands there, but we're not doing it because there's no one to coach them. And it's sad because now the demands there, we've finally got, you know, got rid of the stereotypes of it's only a boy sport. Girls are now wanting to do it, but we can't offer it them because they think, you know, the male, there's not enough coaches. And hopefully, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do, is trying to get these parents that are dropping their children off, you know how about you turn to coach you don't you know coaching is really if you think about it simple as if you're you know it's got the qualities of being a mother you know as a female it's not really and no one's saying you have to be the top one straight away you can learn over it you know it's even with me like I said I never never coached in my life never been coached in my life and now I'm you know the head coach and delivering sessions and you know as long as the kids are having fun and developing myself so those that do want to go professionally there is a pathway for them that's what my own personal target next is trying to get their coaching badges hopefully UA for B and as high as I can so the people in my club are actually have that pathway developing as players so they can be the next Millie. Really, you know that's what it's about yeah.
1: yeah no definitely definitely I think that um like we said before everybody needs a role model and you're there you're their role model you're everyone's role model now aren't you (laughs) it's brilliant it's brilliant to see um why do you think it's just happening now why do you think this sudden growth and there wasn't many female coaches back 10 years ago let's go even five years ago there wasn't many female coaches why do you think it's all happening
2: now oh I don't know but I I think it's uh because I think mindsets change as well I think the community mindset has changed when I was younger it was the only sport I was allowed to really do was netball because it was a female coach in a female environment now kids are on gadgets and they said parents are looking for places to give their kids you know yeah. anything as long as it's a female you know coach go to it so it, is not seen as a, you know, male sport no more. As long as a, a lady coach, they off you go, you know. Because yeah. kids, they want the, to get their, you know, kids stuck indoors with gadgets and stuff. And their parents, I think, want to, you know, especially in the community, they're not bothered no more about what sport is what, you know, give them karate. it has got a female coach, give them to, you know, tennis. it's got. So I think slow, the mindset has definitely changed in the community. I've seen that myself, um, just the growth of it. I think um, schools as well uh, have put in more, Like I go around schools, less girls pay, can't pay before. It wasn't even schools. I think by 2024, it will be compulsory in schools. Schools have reached out to us. Can you come in, support us? So girls are seeing it. Boys have seen more coaches. I am, you know, seeing the women coaching now. It's become more normal. And I think um, TV, you're seeing more on TV. The FA tickets have been getting sold out. So the interest is there highlight people I think from um, a lot of highlight for women's whether it's through the FA TV if you go on Twitter now you'll see famous people Ian Wright big advocate you know of female football and that's what we need you know people to be allies to support us help us and it wasn't happening not it wasn't happening before but it's happening I don't know the reason but whatever it's a good change and something that is really exciting you know I think women's football is going in a brilliant direction and having the community support mindset change and girls wanting to play it now you know it's just brilliant
1: definitely it's exciting it is exciting you're right
2: right.
0: and it's the new normal you mentioned that it's it's now normal it's the new normal it's the modern normal and it's what we love to see as well because it's only going to grow further from here as well which is another
2: title you can use no (laughs) i like the first the (laughs) first
0: first title was a banger and that's because you (laughs) helped with that as well which is really good
1: (laughs) one take wonder (laughs)
0: <laughs> literally just like that as well which is fantastic and you could tell yasmin's media trained as well isn't it millie definitely crazy 100%. Yeah. uh but no yasmin we are coming up to the end of the podcast now this is where normally where millie and i just have like one last question each just like a quick five question yeah. um for you as well mine's more of a um it's kind of a deep one i could have asked this earlier but it's more in terms of how important is taking your personality into your coaching for you
2: uh, I think it's very important. Um, I think my personality reflects the environment sort of I want to create for my kids. Um, I want to be approachable. I want them to find me approachable. Um, I want them to feel safe around me, um, happy, jolly, you know, sort of environment. And I think if I if they see it in me, it, it, I can create that environment. So I, I, I think it's very important to have, have that. Um, you know in in me and not change and be someone i'm not just want to be me and you know it's worked and hopefully um you know it keeps kids happy they feel safe in safe environment um it's amazing atmosphere at the club uh yeah so highlight of the week just going it's it's not work for me it's it's I say the highlight I just enjoy being there I enjoy all the kids around me and seeing how much it means to them and being able to provide that opportunity it's just brilliant and you know I'm, I'm there always smiling you'll ever see you know when they're messing about I let them mess about because you know they're having fun <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> sort of thing I have like at the SC, under 16s or there sometimes some of them are so difficult and they're all like messing about and then, and then I just let like, I just smile. Then I said do you know what? that's what it's about getting with your friends having a kick about enjoying your session but still developing as well you know and having all three is just brilliant and I, I, you know i just let them and I, that's like an easy going type of person i am that's
0: fantastic to hear and minnie what was your final question that you wanted i to was ask?
1: just gonna say on that there's a there seems to be like a common theme with some people we've spoken to so you said something along the lines of you want your kids to see you and you want to be that role model for them and similar to other people we've spoken to it's kind of like if you see it you can believe it or if you see it you can be it and it honestly so it's a, it's a common theme between so many people who want to just do good for the community do good for others do good for the kids do good for everyone really um no yeah it's brilliant brilliant i love it i love it um my question for you the final question i have one more yeah yasmin you've done so many things in your career so far and like we've been saying it's, it's only been four or five years right yeah so from the beginning until now will you please define success for me what is your definition of success
2: Oh, that's a difficult one. You left them. <laughs> that's a difficult one to do. Um, you know, success. I think is, I would say, impossible without support. And even though I'm getting all this publicity, I'm getting everyone forgets my the three main people, which I would say in my club. When I turned up, I was a vulnerable, didn't believe in myself. I had nothing. Uh, I think, if, um, you know, I think it's air Sean, Neil, and Yashmin, Haroon. They are the people at fremford and MSA. And they put so much time to make me the person I am today. I was someone that just had faith and passion, nothing else. They've given me the belief, they've given me the opportunity, they've given me the support I needed. And I think m- I am where I am today, mainly due to their love for female football and um, I think success is impossible without having a great, great team so for me it's I would say a uh, definition of express is having a, a great team and making it work with each other and you know um, I think my success uh, it's not being on the TV it's not that but just coming up Framford msa on a monday night and just looking at the girls playing football three years ago thought that was impossible um having the team to make, you know being able to do it with the team i have uh amazing i think that is the real definition of success is just the amount of people we've been able to impact
1: unbelievable yeah brilliant brilliant and honestly asmin it's been a pleasure to speak with you it's a pleasure having it you know
2: credit to you both i felt like i'm talking to two best friends here (laughs) so i feel feel like i'm speaking to a family
0: member i'm getting all emotional i've literally got like butterflies butterflies in my stomach i'm getting tears in my eyes yeah and
2: you're really good with all these compliments i think i'll be smiling till till the next week
0: it's just infectious isn't it when we've got someone like you on the podcast who's always jolly and happy and and it goes to show as well which is
2: Mm. incredible but
0: no just to wrap up the podcast before we say our goodbyes I just wanted to say thank you very much to uh, Millie for not telling me who we had on the podcast today because I felt like I've been watching like a, a suspense film and <laughs> looking at like a success story that comes again and again and again and again. And it's so, so great to be the one who didn't really have to do the research or learn more about it, but just learn it firsthand because I felt like I was just another member of the audience just listening to this as well. And when I listen back to it as well, I'll be like, ah oh, now I'll be crying in the car or whatever. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but really big thank you to you Yasmin really big thank you for being so open so honest and really uh, a lot of people don't really get this but from us really humble and really down to earth in terms of how honest you've been with your your approach how honest you've been with your development and even though you mentioned things about being on like TV and working with Adidas and the Commonwealth Games it was the fact that it just feels well deserved it feels like you are really confident with where you're going with, with your coaching journey as well and I'm really looking forward to seeing even in the next five years because like you said before five years ago four years ago it seemed impossible for you to do this kind of thing and now it's just second nature to you and I really applaud you for what you've done and not just for me but even in five ten years time if we've seen some of your players make it into the women's premier league or playing abroad and I'm pretty mm. sure that not only themselves or their parents um, will be proud of what they done maybe proud of what you've done to actually bring to light this new age of um community women's football which is fantastic to see and I'm really really happy that we had the time to communicate together and learn a lot more from you as well um but before we wrap up Yasmin, yeah. um, we would like to ask you two questions one question yeah. is where can everyone kind of find you if they wanted to learn more from you get into contact with you if there was a woman out here maybe they're not from London but they are from a different part of the UK and they wanted to start their own kind of thing in women's football, but they didn't have the support. They didn't have the knowledge. Where can they find you for that? And second of all, we normally ask our guests if they could recommend like another person that we could talk to or we can learn from for the Beautiful Mind Game podcast as well. So you can answer whichever question you want first as well, which is best for you.
2: Yeah, so I will say if they want to contact me, um, Instagram is yasminhussain83. And also my email is yasminhussain at thefa.com. So those two ways um, they can contact me. And second one is I would say Yashmin Haroon, the one that nominated me, the one that gave me all the opportunities, and the chair of for and MSA Women's FC. She does not just football, she has over 15 sports. Um she does for Muslim Sports Association. So oh, she's nice. a so she's a br- brilliant guest to talk to.
0: Fantastic. Needs, needs to be done. Uh, it needs to be done as well and Millie just one last thing from you as well when do you reckon you end up meeting Yasmin because she was like oh we could come we could bring you down for a session or vice versa as well when when can we see that happening
1: really soon really mm. soon I hope hopefully this summer
0: definitely I mean, we
1: if could anyone... record part
0: two of this podcast in the summer in London we could do that
2: definitely yeah I mean yeah what a great idea if
0: Yasmin <laughs> will have us
2: Oh, more than welcome. I'm, I'm so, I feel starstruck from meeting you too, and you know, brilliant. And I just want to thank you for like, you know, sharing my journey and you know, taking your time to listen to me and, you know, hopefully we can inspire some brilliant. Well, I think great work both of you are doing and just keep going, brilliant. Of course, we'll keep in touch, Yasmin. Definitely. Such a charmer,
0: Yasmin. Literally such a charmer. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Your husband's a lot. Your husband is there, like this is crazy this is this no, is, he yeah. doesn't get
1: all that he doesn't get all that that's
0: fine with me that's fine with me as well
2: <laughs> my um, wife
0: my wife will listen back to this and she'll be like you'll never like this with me as well I
2: was like I am I definitely
0: am
1: with you. it's crazy <laughs> yeah, but well
2: done yeah brilliant it's been a pleasure to be on there and you know made me feel comfortable and easily to speak so well done to you not a lot of people can put you in a position like that where you feel comfortable and speaking so well done
0: you That's see Millie perfectly fine Millie you're an absolute great host which is yeah
2: you're doing brilliant John Millie next time you can yeah you you're amazing so yeah I don't know why you were nervous Just oh not, wow yeah I'm always it? nervous <laughs> I will always be nervous that
0: <laughs> nah, is what it is but everyone thank, thank you, you very much for listening Millie thanks again for your time Yasmin again thank you very much yeah, for all the conversation this could have gone on for hours literally but um, literally I'm looking forward to next time there's got to be a part two for this as well which is going to be good fun but Everyone, do follow the Beautiful Mind Game podcast on our social medias, which we'll leave below. Do follow Yasmin and learn from Yasmin from her social medias
1: that we'll leave below as well. Enjoy the rest of your week. Take care and goodbye.